Anyway, what's up, everyone? <laughs> Welcome back to the Classic Quest podcast. This is the show where we talk about albums, the hip hop kind, the stuff like Chief Keef's Finally Rich, and we go through them track and track. We are not doing the deluxe songs, we're doing the album propers. In our experience, when you go into deluxe songs, the grades get worse, and it kind of tarnishes the experience of looking at the project as a whole so if you want to see us do the deluxe version and you see this on youtube if that video gets to 3742 likes we'll do the deluxe version because that's never happened before so that's an abstractly high number for those of you with us we're gonna run through it um for those of you on the twitch with us you get to hear the music if you're not on the twitch you don't so twitch.tv slash behind that suit my name is holden stefan roy my name is Chris Chrome. Yeah, today we're talking about Chief Keeps Finally Rich. Um, we like to start off our little reviews describing why we chose the artist a little bit and our familiarity with the artist going into it. So, Chris, tell us a little bit about your experiences with Chief Keef coming into this project a bit. Uh, I mean, fuck, Chief Keef was part of an era in my life where... So love Sosa, hate being sober, don't like and don't like remix, and all of that was just like the biggest shit ever. Um, I was like riding around in cars with the homies blasting this and like just living life, being a fucking kid. Well, kid, I was like 18, 20, whatever, something like that. But still, like Chief Keef has always just been like that good vibe, ready to go, gets you in the mood, pumping, and just you're just it's never been bad. Like I, I know I I know what he talks about. I know his music. Um heard a lot about him just over the years. Like Yeah, I, I know Chief Keef. I know Chief Keef, it's not like this is not like new Chris to me. Was this in is not... old block, hanging out on the block with Chief <laughs> Keef, just like yo, what's good? Like, me and Chief. No, Keef, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> okay, let's not let's not put that out there. No, but like, like yo, the amount of times I played Sosa just at parties and like just with the homies and just like smoking and just like just doing the shit he was talking about besides the gun the gang shit just like the drugs and the fucking partying and losing yourself and whatever stuff it's like that's what we were doing and that was just our life um yeah like fair yeah. so plus chris, he was also like Chief around the, is a part of chris's cultural lexicon of intoxication and girls sleeping with yeah and like when you're rebelling and you hate the world and everything and you're just like out here fucking just being a late teenager early adult i was definitely older than that when chief keef appeared i remember mm. chief keef came out and i was like old man hater time what the fuck is this noise i don't understand why he goes bang 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 so much <laughs> i don't know it's not processing in my that life that was the craziest shit back then um but yeah then like life goes on and i know we've done at least one chief keef i think the glow tovin project or something yeah yep. uh and yep. that was really impressive for me and then i don't know somewhere along the way i was like this dude's like stupid young when i say like young i mean like he's currently 26 okay like this guy is influenced music in a in a degree where like not that many people have influenced yeah. music to the like look like you could arguably say all a drill kind of can be 
stem back to an influence of Chief Keef. Not to say, I don't know who originated well, from, what, I don't know, etc. But right. from a popularization point of view, I think a lot of us would point to Chief Keef as one of our first exposures to the entire concept of it. And now it's yeah. like me and Crispy doing like pop smoke dances at the clubs and shit. So like you can, it's like, you know, I got curious and honestly nothing dropped on Friday that interested me. I'm not going to lie. New American music has just been like, okay, cool. So I was like, let's go back in time. Bonnie was giving a shit for not doing old albums like we used to. So I was like, what's a good album that would be fun? Chief Keef's first project. Let's go there and do that. And then we were listening to Chief Keef in the limo on Thursday and it was a good vibe. Um, I'd never listened to this project in a whole before, but like I've listened to the hits a whole bunch because, yeah, but and even then it was like late. I did not get into Chief Keef until I was like in my 30s. That's right. In my 30s, I became a Chief Keef fan and now I fucks with all of that kind of stuff a lot more. But it was like a long journey to get there. But listening to this project's cool because like it's like this historical anecdote from the past. And like you get to just look at it now and you can hear like all this shit that's popular now that kind of, you know, like you just hear these connections through it. So I'm like really mm. excited to go through it with y'all. But um, yeah, what do you think about the cover and the title and all that? I mean, <clears throat> I never really thought of it when it first came out either. I was just like, it's Chief Keef. It's just him. You can't miss it. And it's just he's stating like he's finally rich. Like it's more this like this project that I finally made it. And I'm going to explain to you my story of how I made it and, and what I had to do to get here. I just felt like it was very straightforward. Um, I, I, for a lot of this for me is like moments of my life that are associated with like lo when I was looking at the photo, where I was, when I when I played the beats and shit. So it's like it's kind of a little bit like iconic to me because I can remember certain I can position myself in certain places when I remember seeing this. But like overall, as a as a just an album cover, I mean, it's I like it's it's nothing spectacular. It's just kind of what it is. It's mad minimalistic. I mean, this album cover is not iconic to me. Like, <laughs> to me, it has no memory. I don't even know that I really looked at the cover before doing this review. And I've had, like, Love Sosa and Hate Being Sober on my playlists or my, like, Spotify shit for, like, a minute. Oh, I don't like, bro. I listen to I don't like all the time. Like, I never once looked at the cover. <laughs> I never really cared. But I could see how it would be iconic. I mean, if I'm, like... You just look at him, and he just has this like bossness to him. The lack of color is interesting, and I like how the only color that pops up is like the gold, the yellowish. So it's like this almost symbolism to um, being rich and whatnot. I like the title. Mm -hmm. the title's fucking fire. That's like a great way. That's like yo, I made it. It's like the most I made it shit ever. Like I'm finally here. Like it took forever, but he's like so young when he took forever, and it's like that shit makes me mm -hmm. feel super old. Uh, but it's one of the, it's, he's got one of the most impressive stories and shit. So just seeing that, that he's finally rich and then he's still going to this day. He's still making music to this day. Like, I don't know. I like the title a lot. It, it speaks volumes and it feels like there's going to be a degree of celebration in this project. Just looking at the title, which is, I guess, kind of what mm -hmm. you want to hear, you know, mm -hmm. you want to see people win. I think fundamentally, and it really conveys that shit. But when you look in his eyes with the smoke and everything, it doesn't feel like a happy win. <laughs> like, it just feels like he's finally winning. Well, 
Yeah. I mean, given everything he like kind of talks about and like when you go through the story of Chief Keef, like when you kind of start to find like some of the things he's been through and just hear like really look into other music and shit and then you like find out all the other dudes, it's like fuck. Plus they're from O Block, right? So they're from like the same block from that little Dirk's from and shit too. So when you kind of think of like where these guys do come from, it's like yeah, I'm finally rich, but I also know what I've been through, what I've done, what mm. all these things and still like I'm now now that I've got money, I still got to do this shit, though, because whatever I'm tied to it, it's my lifestyle. It's my mentality. I'm in this like soldier mode type shit. So like like a lot of these dudes kind of have these eyes that are like they're I feel like they're appreciative of where they're gone. Like, God bless. Thank you for letting me get where I'm at. But at the same time, it's like y'all are still haters y'all are still fakes y'all are still the ops y'all are this y'all are that because that's just my internal you know being fair all right let's get into the project as y'all might know the first song is called love sosa was that a little tribute i don't know it's probably a little reese but like whatever. all right chris what do you think about the classic track love sosa Yo. <laughs> um so actually this song uh and this music video was where i kind of started like that's where i discovered i was like oh are we just like rapping in houses now like we're just rapping in the trap now this was like my first my first like introduction to like people rapping in the trap usually it would be like people just kind of rapping in like abandoned places and like outside and parks and shit whatever like in music videos are like really high cgi music videos or whatever it was so that was that was kind of like cool i really did enjoy the music video i liked watching yeah, it so over and over again we gotta emphasize that too right because let's like bring it back like you're like at that age where you're like that first group of people that are probably coming into music on that youtube grind eh well no not when not when this came out like i was like the so when we were bumping love sosa we were basically partying in a really expensive house that belonged to my friend's father that still had the right like to the, the own the property and we were just in there partying and doing a like what they were How doing in me, it like, but it that's like spotify and shit right and you probably weren't copying that cd yeah <laughs> so no we, right okay so no, you're getting right, the music like, on youtube spotify, youtube soundcloud would have been would have been really the two spots there um but i don't like yeah no right right fair enough uh, i think back it would have been youtube and spot uh, youtube and soundcloud but this is a bop dude like this, like i don't <clears throat> i like this song because of what it brings me back to and i like the energy through it and i just like the way he goes on the chorus and the way he like holds his notes and just like the the that that mumble-esque feel as well like how it kind of sounds like he's also starting the mumble rap shit too so that was dope too always um but like like for quoting bars and shit it's just hard like i never really quoted a lot of the bars per se it was more just like this is this is just that drill shit that like this is just that gangster shit that like yo you really don't want to fuck with these guys and they're letting you know and i think it does play on it, he does a good job playing on with the intro where he's like telling everybody like 
yo, they didn't believe in me and everybody thinks I'm not hard and everybody thinks I'm not who I say I am. And like, they're testing my gangster. They're testing my fucking street cred and all this shit. And I think it does a really good job kind of explaining to you who Chief Keef is, um, which also uh, I just because I was listening to one of the podcasts recently, they were talking about like in that time. Also, there was like this maybe not in that time, but there's like this idea that you had to be hard in hip hop before. Like now we're all emotional and we're all like, Oh man, like not, not so much mental health, but like I've got issues and we're trying to fix them and the inner me and all this stuff. It's like at a certain point you were supposed to like, your persona was supposed to be hard. And I feel like chief keeps also kind of explaining like, yo, I'm really am this dude. Like, this isn't just like a persona. This isn't fake. Like y'all can't actually question if this is real or not. This is real. Like, this is really me. And he, and he does it like when we first heard when i first heard this song there was no question to it this was like this is fucking hard bro these guys really do what they do so like that's that's how i feel about it um overall uh i gave this a 4.8 yeah you know as wild as chris gave a whole breakdown based on his memories of the song and <laughs> didn't really talk about the song all that much but i thought it was so interesting how you're like yo this music video was such a part of my experience because they're in houses now Yo, the one thing I can remember from that, and I don't know when the timing is, but, like, I'm pretty sure Chief Keef did some shit where, like, he was on house arrest, so he had to do a music video on the house or something like that. I don't remember which one it was, but, like, it was fucking, like, I remember that part of the story, and it, like, added to the lore of Chief Keef, um, and I, I thought that was cool. But this intro is probably one of the most favorite times I've ever heard a person just yell a bunch of shit at the start of a song, and it's just, like, this... This guy's frustration with people doubting Chief Keef. Like, he found the perfect snippet of somebody on a Facebook Live or something and, like, grab that shit and just, like, put it there. And it just is the most fitting start to this project ever. It's just, like, this guy's raw passion that Chief Keef is exactly who the fuck he stays he is, being on probation and all this other shit. And I'm like man i can't even listen to the song without that fucking intro on it it doesn't feel right then it just kicks in and he's just like you know the bitches love sosa and just kind of mumbles out that little part i want to call it mumbling but relative to the verse it's the best way to like describe the what he's mm -hmm. doing he's literally mumbling his hook um and then it just flips in and it's just such an earworm like, that chorus gets stuck in your fucking head. You're just going to be over there mumbling it all day to yourself because I don't know all the words to it, to be honest with you. I go, like, these bitches love so, so. I didn't even know it was O-end or no-end. I thought it was O-end I know it. Like, I don't fucking know what the fuck he's saying. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, so now I get what that means, though, because I've looked a little bit into the Chief Key floor. But, like, you know, fucking with them old boys, you're going to get fucked over. Raris and Rovers. Like, what he's saying is really authentic to his lifestyle, I'm going to assume. However, I don't think I'm listening to Chief Keef because of his bars per se. It's his delivery. It's his flow. It's his attitude. It's like the way he just comes with this nonchalance to his flow that is just so dead-ass confident. Like there was a confidence to this shit. And just the idea, these bitches love Sosa. It's like a double, right? Like there's the women who love mm -hmm. him and then his fucking haters love him. And right off the jump, you're getting this clever little line that sets up the whole song to be a series of flexes that just come through. And when you look into it, it is like this dude really legitimate with his shit. And <laughs> the the chorus, the verses, they basically kind of follow the exact same flow. But the Young Chop produced beat is absolutely fucking ridiculous. 
okay dj crystal clear if it wasn't facebook it was youtube it's the same principle um but like you just get this dirty beat that just makes you fucking just want to move you just can't help it all of a sudden your arms are doing that kind of shit you're fucking want to jump around like when i was like off cam listening to this i didn't even stop moving until like track five when i started testing the limits of my stamina like this shit is like <laughs> well, i mean i listened to each song twice so it was a good 45 minutes. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but like yeah, yeah. It was really like I can't stay still to this. This hit my like playlist a long time ago on some turn up shit where like if I need to like feel energy, it just makes me feel like I want to move and whatnot. I again I, when I first heard this song, all the way back, I couldn't understand it because like it's so direct and simple with the bars element. But when you really get into the vibe and the lifestyle selling that he does here and the way he like projects this confidence and the, the precision of his flow and the way he enunciates words in such a way where it's just him, like it just sounds like him. And there's so much to his style that he brings to the flow and so much to the combination of his voice over these beats that just like fucking slap into this cohesive energy where it just makes me want to jump around and smash it. And I like that feeling a lot. Yo, this shit's a five on five. I don't know if it's like critically a five on five, but I'm gonna listen mm -hmm. to Love Sosa for the rest of my life. So why wouldn't it be a five on five to me? It's a fucking fire ass song. And a twenty two year old me would probably not be impressed with me saying that. But fuck that guy. This version of me has better taste. I um, did wanna say I always thought the lie, no, we don't do friends, boy collect bands on I'm a Oh fuck. I didn't even realize, even after I read it back then, I always thought he said collect bands on the landlord. Like he was like so gangster that he was like charging the like charging the landlord of like wherever he was staying money and all that shit. No, but, but man, he is know, the landlord. Man, he, he is the landlord. Like that he that, that so is much true. commas, bro. He can fuck your mama. He ain't the I drama. Mean, that's true. You can meet his llama. <clears throat> I don't really know what that means, but it sounds fire. I mean, that's, that's I mean, I'm pretty sure that's his. His... I never. Yeah, it's his gun. <laughs> I've I always assumed it was his gun. I don't. I mean, it's just to me, it's like fair enough. I'm cool with not knowing. It's not like I'm from the Chirac streets and shit. Like, Nabi. I just like the fucking music because it sounds fire, and I really like the way Chief Keith delivers this shit. Um. So while I did know Love So So a whole bunch, I certainly had never fucking heard Hallelujah before. All right, Chris. <clears throat> how do you feel about Hallelujah? But it was a nice follow-up to Love Sosa. Um, I feel like this one's more celebratory about actually making the money. I felt like Love Sosa was more just about celebrating him and, like, who he is and kind of, like, letting everybody know, like, this is, like, this is the person I really am. This one's more like, yo, we really are fucking out here balling. We're really the cool kids on the block. Um, and I, I thought it was cool. It, it didn't give me that type I, I, – again, I, I just – I didn't get the same type of feel. And I know that's a little bit biased just because like, I don't have anything attached to this because I never really went to this project entirely back then. It was really just the singles in those moments. Um, so with that, I thought it's just cool how he kind of slang or like kind of just like jumps around with it. Bitch, I'm cooler than a cooler. Big shout outs to Majula. And just he kind of like punches some of these lines, which was that was cool to me um <clears throat> he's clearly letting people know that if ever you hear he's broke it's a rumor so always always remember he's always got money he's always just like on top of shit um what i thought was cool is like how he doesn't want drama he's like i'm just trying to have a good time with my girl i'm just trying to 
hang out every time she's acting up. I don't want to have to deal with that. I'm just like, yeah, I feel that. I just want to have good times and do what it is. Uh, but I also like how he's telling everyone else, like, yo, if your boyfriend wants to be like me, tell him to get his shit straight. Like, be like, yo, get on your grind, make your fucking money, do what you got to do. Like, just don't idolize me, like really prove that you can fucking do this shit, which I thought was cool. Um, yeah, I mean, the rest of it kind of flows really nicely. Um, I didn't really have too much else. I gave this like a 4.2 on five. I thought it was like pretty solid following up the last one. I was listening to this and I'm like, yo, in a live environment, this shit would be fucking lit. Like you're mm. already singing mm. out. Like by the end of the first time you heard this song, you're screaming out in the audience, bitch, I'm cooler than a cooler. Bitch, shout outs to my jeweler. And like you could probably do the whole hook within two, three listens of like bumping this. And I was and I realized how much this music is catered to a live experience of like a bunch of people mm. packed into a room, like fucking mosh pit kind of energy and shit. People mm. just jumping up and turning together. And unless you really like that, you're probably not going to connect with this music. That's like the facts of this shit. Like, you know, as a reviewer, the main goal is less to be critical, but to like identify audiences and intent. That's a fact. You can Google the difference between reviewer and critic. And, um, I'm a shit critic, but like, yo, this is absolutely about like fucking that kind of energy. And since I'm super into that shit, if you catch me at a live show, I'm jumping around looking like a fucking buffoon. Um, that's what I want. And it really just hits on that front. But yo, I can't really vibe to this like in the chair sitting down. It's it's mm. a hard mm. for me to vibe to it sitting down, like not moving. Once I start moving, the song sounds even better and it hits the energy right. As far mm. as the bars go, I mean, it's mad simplistic flexing, but I think we all have to take into big consideration. He's what, 17? When he's yeah, yeah, yeah. 17 yeah. and he's dropping, yeah. the, but like again, the flow is just so on point. Every line is delivered crisp and perfectly. He's been fucking doing his shit and he's rich before he's an adult and shit. Like it's wild to me. And like, yeah, it's mad like flexy it's simplicity. Not even rich. He's also got a daughter too. And like at this age. Yeah, it just sounds like a guy who be out there living his best fucking life, kind of enjoying it in a way of being like, don't believe whatever. I'm really out here doing it. And I suppose if you're 17 and people are saying it's not true, you're going to really get up in your feelings about that shit and write songs about it. Like, that's the most normal 17-year-old shit ever. Because, like, it kind of feels like, yo, I heard rumors that y'all don't believe me. Let me tell you what the fuck it really is. I'm actually rich. Hallelujah. And I really love the energy he brings. But I, more importantly, I love the way this beat kind of has that jumpy kind of cadence to it. It's super constant. And it, it's really great for being out and about and partying and like having environments where you want to turn up with your people. It's not necessarily sit there with your headphones on and get pensive music. But holy shit, does it make me want to move? It sounds like a 4.25. I feel like there is a bit less for me to chew on it in this. Even the vibe, it's a little simpler than some of the other ones. But I could also see how if I listen to this like 30 more times, I would be vibing to it as much as some of the ones that I've just listened to hundreds of times at this point. So it's sometimes hard on a project where you have some songs you're extremely familiar with and they're back-to-back against songs you've heard for the first time like a week ago. 
and it's hard to be like fair with grading so giving you all that context um but yeah i like hallelujah i would not skip this i would just let this shit play i would vibe to this album but it really is sandwiched between two songs i think are like some of the most fantastic songs of this energy that i could find and that's just what happens sometimes and that's that shit i don't like I don't think I ever want to hear the unedited, the edited version of this song again. It was very weird to listen to this song edited, as you can see by the lyrics in front of you, how this would be so bizarre. Um, don't, don't, don't listen to it. This, I don't know why Chief Keef has the edited <laughs> video on his official YouTube channel, but that's what it is. Maybe it was just a time and he had to make it an edited version. But holy crap, it's like, I'm not trying to make fun of it, but this shit's like a meme to listen to edited. Anyway, I love this song. How do you feel about this song, Chris? So, uh, this song was actually introduced to me as the remix first. And I really like the remix more just because it had like Kanye and like Pusha T and like the other dude that's on it too that was just way more hype at the time for me. Um, this one is just as hype. Um, but like what really stood out to me and what really makes this song cool is that at least for me and like around my friend group and people that we would chill with and talk to, this became like an actual like mentality. Like these are things we don't like. These are things like like I've saw people like really follow this like as like a code at a certain point as like this is what you're supposed to be we're supposed to be aiming for like luxurious shit we're supposed to want like authentic shit we're supposed to want like no fake shoes no fake jewelry and then like don't hang around with like snitches or people who are gonna like lie on you and shit like that and this this really became like more than just an anthem more like it kind of became like a way of life um it is a way of life essentially but like I don't know. I just, we all like just were chanting this and this was so fucking fire. Uh, again, whether it's this one or the remix, the fucking statement is literally the same. Like, I don't like this shit and we want everyone to be like authentic and true to themselves. And just the different things that like, they're not playing with sneak disses. They're not playing with fake people. They're not playing with people who are going to like be two faced and <clears throat> Just kind of go very, kind of go and explain to you the various things that they don't like. Um, I I really like this. I really did like this. I gave this a four point five though, just because yeah, I, I prefer the remix better. I mean that's fine. This is just one of them songs where like I don't know, it just comes through and like you said, it's got like a code and an ethics to it, right? Like this is more than just the shit he doesn't like it's honestly like if you avoid these things you can be rich like me in a sense so avoid people that are up to the tomfoolery or snitching or not doing their shit proper avoid sneak dissers because you know real talk sneak dissers are not people you want around those people be like will wildly really spread dirt on your name if you let these people around um i guess i got to keep your circles close and whatnot because there's just a lot of shit out there in the world that be wonky in all circles of life. So even if you're not in the streets, a lot of the things he's stating in this song are just applicable to like aspiring for better business or better standards of living. It's like, you know, having a bad bitch is better than a popped bitch. Fair. Smoking Reggie, 
That's that shit I don't like too. You shouldn't smoke, Reggie. Don't go to the SQDC. Find a homeboy that doesn't irradiate their weed to dry it. Like, it's not good in the government lines. Like, you know, the one thing he does like or somebody does like I thought was fun as a flip on it is when he pulls up on your bitch, she gonna like it. So I feel like that's cool. You're not going to like that, though. But, like, there's a fun energy to this song where he comes through with this complete disregard to what you care about. He's just stating the facts of some shit. And it's one of those tracks that I think a lot of people can study because there's this idea that repetition in your bars is bad, but it's not. Music is entirely built on repetition. And when it's done right, you can more or less say, that's that shit I don't like a hundred times on a song and people will fucking vibe to it everywhere they go. I guarantee you he doesn't have to say any of them. He could probably not perform this song and the crowd will spit this shit lyric for lyric the entire fucking song and he can just stand there like this. Guaranteed. It's to a point, like it went to a point where like we would just be sitting outside doing whatever, not even listening to the song and just... Yo, such and such, that's that shit I don't like. Like, it was just somebody would say it. Somebody would just throw it out there exactly the way it was said. Like, this is literally, this had a huge impact on people. Uh, but then there's also lines like, and we ain't gone fight. A gone's gone fight where it's like, yo, we ain't about that old way. This is how it's going to be. And then immediately, that's what I don't like. So it's like it carries this, like, heavier threat as it goes into the hook the next time. I really fucking, like, I dig this song a lot. The beach just kind of, and I don't, like, it's got, like, this slower, grimier feel that just comes through where it's the raw energy and disregard in Chief Keef's delivery where maybe you have to be, like, 17 and angry to spit some shit like this to that level of disregard. But holy fuck, like, there's something to the way that he brings to this track that is so, there's not a lot of songs that can really hit me and make me want to, like, fucking stand up for everything I fucking hate in the world. Like, all of a sudden, I'm ready to tell off anybody after listening to this song. Like, it's really amazing, the impact it has. Um, the second verse kind of follows through. Um, I like the fact that he's not going to snitch, never in his life. He reps his hoods. Um, I believe 3 Hana is the bigger gang affiliation he's part of. I like how he tells you not to play both sides, which, according to Trap Lore Ross, uh, that shit can happen in the complex nature of the Chicago gang world, of which I don't know a lot, but he's giving you good advice to survive a situation, you know, just giving you a code of ethics to move through it and based on what he likes and does not like. Then Lil Reese comes through and does his verse, and arguably I did not realize there was a feature on this track the first time because they have very similar styles and energies and flows, but then you can kind of tell they're not the same dude. And I fucks with Lil Reese. He's got like a, a different flow, but like it hits just so good next to Chief Keef that it makes sense that they'd be like on songs together. Everything about his energy works too, holds it down. Um, to me, this sounds a five. Like, based on the fact that I really enjoy listening to it, and whenever it comes on, I feel like I have to listen to it until the end without exception. And I think that if this kid, if I could see this live, that would be an experience I would really pay. I'd pay a good, I'd pay a couple hundo possibly, depending on how rich I get. You know, just to go see this one song, maybe a couple others get performed live at a set, because you just feel like that experience would be so lit. And again, like, most of this project, I feel like, 
you have to like consider the live element of it to understand like the full capacity of where you're going with this music or at least the party side like you need to be like sweating around sweaty people for this to like really be like the proper experience i think for this kind of music anyway i like this song a lot five and five i never get sad when this shit comes on um anyway i don't know how that album switched but i guess it was on something else first but yo the next song on the project is no tomorrow all right chris how do you feel about no tomorrow i really really like the beat uh, more than anything to tell you the truth uh i feel like in terms of lyrics and just the energy we're getting it's like this is pretty much the same a little bit uh it's more it's got again celebratory we're happy that we're like living life we've got money um i do i kind of get this feel like we're living it like there's no tomorrow because kind of like with some of the shit he's been through you never know if like today is his last day so there is that like is that like carefree gotta live in the moment type feel to this song which is cool but like i don't know i wasn't really like kind of feeling feeling the lyrics themselves uh, I do like his presentation on it, uh, but the 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 beat itself was wild. Like I just really enjoyed the beat. I like that like the weird do 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 thing that was going throughout throughout the track. That was cool, and just like the way the drums kind of like had these weird like little patterns with it. That was also nice. But overall, I was just like, yeah, this is this is dope. This is dope. Uh, I gave this a four on five. Yeah, I really like this song. Um, it's one of those ones where, like, the first time I heard it, I was like, damn, this is kind of repetitive because, like, his flow doesn't really change a lot. But then when as I listened to it more, I was like, I find it, you, you get to this point where you just kind of get lost in the song a bit. And the way that the ad-libs kind of are, like, matching the volume and fade over the lines of the vocals and, like, the beat just kind of has this wavy kind of feel to it that just kind of engrosses you in like uh in the same way that asmr videos do to be honest the song made me feel a little tingly like an asmr video the way it all just blends together and flows this this like mesmerizing use of sounds and i think what makes chief keef so interesting is how much like his voice just gets used like an instrument to accent the song and like the bars are do- like, I mean, they're fine. I don't know about dope or whatever. Like, they are mad expressive about what the fuck he's feeling in that moment with like the depth of what a 17 year old going through all kinds of excessive fame is going to be like, you know? So it's going to be like, I'm buying fancy shit and fucking girls and dealing with that drama because like, that's what his fucking life was. Do I empathize or relate to it heavy? Nah, but I'm also not reckless in 17 no more. I'm like overcautious and planning for my 50s and shit. So it's like just not in that place. But when you get past that and think about the energies and shit, it's a whole no regard take over the world. Like take advantage of like the now and the moments that you're in while simultaneously like questioning the <laughs> it's almost like he's not sure how to handle groupies from what i can tell famous people hire <laughs> prostitutes because groupies go kind of psycho on you and it's weird to deal with groupies might not be the flex for fame fame just just what i've heard i'm not fame fame so i don't know about that life but like um overall he's just flexing he's got lots of fancy shit now he's chilling with his people it's just like celebratory 
And I mean, if I was making an album called Finally Rich, expressing what it's like to be finally rich, I suppose I would be kind of describing the various things that are there, like the tattoos and the designer and shit. Like, but also keep in mind, like you're 17. Like, it must be so wild. Like, this is it. Like, you are living the life. What else? But then there's the other side. Like, what is? what are you going to do with all this shit? You know? Like, if you're 17 and already having this, aren't you set for life now? Why are you going to worry? Like, you're going to have a certain degree of no regard. And I think it's, right. like, this inspiring energy where, like, people who are living with a lot of rules and confines can, like, almost fantasize living with that level of not having regard and pushing boundaries and shit like i think that's and when you see people doing it and actually living this life you kind of get this like attraction to the whole lore of it so he's just flexing on all this shit in the way he is but you also know that yo chief keeps out there kind of doing this shit and he's so young and he's so rich and it's like this whole thing put together with him just stating shit stating the facts of his life while shit be blending and harmonizing so well sonically Yo, Mike Will did a really good job on this beat, and the way this was produced just creates an experience where, again, I think this works in the clubs and the live and shit, where imagine being mad faded, it's like 2.30 in the morning, and this shit's blasting out of giant speakers at you, and you're like, yeah, you know, like, if you know the words again, you'd be like fucking singing it out, because there's so many quotables for people, you know, like, all the bitches love us. Wouldn't you want to be singing that shit at 2.30 in the morning? Of course you want to be singing that shit at 2.30 in the morning. And I think Chief Key fully understands that side of music. Um, so, yeah, I get this like a four and a half on five. It's a really, like, fun-ass song to listen to. Um, the next track is Hate Being Sober. Chris, how do you feel about Hate Being Sober? Uh, again, Hate Being Sober is one of those songs that just when it came out, it really, really resonated with me uh, for a couple. Well, the main reason was uh, at that age and like just kind of smoking a lot every day and just kind of living by the idea of hate being sober. It like really kind of like every time the chorus would come on, dude, I would like really be invested in that. Like I truly hate being sober. Like it was some like weird fucking like psychological shit. And like, that is one of the big impacts of this song that I do remember. And like, that still kind of to this day, cause it's interesting how he's like anti-sober for no reason. Like, and sometimes like, I would kind of feel like that too. Like, I don't really got a reason to be like this fucked up or like just do living this type of lifestyle. But I also am like, addicted to it and i love it and i love what we're doing and i love all this like good time feeling shit and that's kind of what really impacted me from this song uh for me personally i mean i never really liked 50s verse on it i was like oh, it's such I, a it's weirdly cool. placed verse you listen to it and like, you're like the song just is not the same song anymore always always every time i've heard it i was just like this is okay like Maybe that to me was like, just like a 50 cent cosine like the 50 cent and Wiz khalifa verse without the chief keep verse okay like it kind of works like in the music video version but when you have like a minute and a half of chief keef like the way this song is structured and then 50 <laughs> shows up it's like what the fuck just happened to this song 
that's what I felt even back then. And also, like, but the like the Wiz Khalifa verse makes sense to me because at the time Wiz was also blowing up, and I was like on Wiz like heavy like that. His Owen IFC records, his like fucking Taylor Taylor made record, and like the the whatever one that references his school and shit. Like, I was on Wiz, so for me, I was like, yeah, of course you're gonna have Wiz on this track. It's like he's meant for this, but. I just never felt like the verses ever hit as hard. I felt like they were just there. Like they were supposed to just kind of be there for the hype. It never really got me. Like even just, just, I don't know, like chief killed it. And like, it just like listening to chief. I've always felt like, yo, I really understand that you don't like you hate being sober. And I feel like the other ones were just like, yeah, this is what we do. Like, whatever there wasn't that like oomph to it there wasn't whatever um but still this song did get like a fucking uh, a high grade because again it was one of these songs that just back then like wasn't just me it was like a lot of people really were like fucking with this song and it was like like an excuse to like party and drink like just why are you guys doing this Friday? Yo, we're drinking. Why? Because we hate being sober. Like, that was our response. Like, that was our only excuse. And maybe it's because we were all dealing with whatever the fuck we were dealing with inside and shit. But, like, it really became just like I don't like and just like, like, just the the the, the idea of not being sober was, like, a huge thing, at least to, like, me and around the people I was surrounded by and shit. So um, I gave this, like, a 4.8 just because again i'm stupidly biased to it just with all like the nostalgia and shit and everything that's there it's like it brings me back to a world um but even that i still feel that the verses are still kind of like like the two other verses 50 and whiz even with all that attached to it it's still like okay like i i that's I, it that's my rant i i mean i like this chorus a lot i mean I'm not sober a lot, so heavenly. I can't say I hate being sober. It's not like garbage. It's just not my preferred state of mind um, in general for the better part of my adult life. So do what you will with that. Um, but I really love how the chorus just slaps into, okay, so I'm the weed guy. Fredo, he's the drinker. Tato, he's off that molly water. And collectively, we got you covered. We can't spell sober. And it's also interesting because it's like right before like the, the pill painkiller takeover. And molly was still cool. Because you don't really hear people rapping about molly no more. You know, it's not really a cool drug no more. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. But now everybody on painkillers, which is a whole other vibe. But it's a different era. Um, I also really like the way he goes at the at the end of this chorus. Because we can't spell sober. Y'all know us. We smoke strong, bro. Watch me roll up. <clears throat> Watch me roll up because I can't spell sober. And the way he does that roll up is kind of almost like a double there. Like, you know, watch him pull up on you because he's all fucked up. But also, like, watch him roll his weed. Because it's very simple. But I felt it was fun. But again, pretty much the whole draw of this is the hook, the way he sings it, like the melody, the way it's like, damn, I hate being sober, I'm a smoker. Like the way he sings that shit over the fucking beat and the whole vibe of it has this like rock star anthemic stadium vibe to it that just makes you just want to fucking jam out and get fucked up. 
like it's an anthem to not being it's almost like a grimier version of young wild and free by like wiz khalifa and snoopy you know like it's a little grimier than that and then like you know even chief keeps verse like on my tour bus we get dumb high like it just sounds fun it sounds like this vibe of like getting fucked up and partying that i was not really a part of in my like younger days and then you know like at the end of that verse just call up d money now we throw money <clears throat> all these bitches off the shits walk around like some zombies that's another one of the nines that you could just picture people be screaming out when they faded and you're probably in an environment where there's a lot of people that are like that when you're listening to this shit getting fucked up at some house party where drugs is an open policy and stuff like this is a vibe to a lifestyle that a lot of people live and can empathize and connect with in a really deep way even if the you know maybe as an old man and me is like they're promoting drugs i'm like yeah kind of but like it's more like this is just who we are and what we do it's not really promoting anything it's like i do this shit i hate being sober this is if you if you fuck with it come join the ride then 50 cent who arguably loves being sober <laughs> which is something you would learn when you look into his like behind the scenes life like yeah he did a little one too on the drink champs but he's notoriously like gone on wax and said how he wrote like that weed track on like get rich or die trying but wasn't really a smoker so like it's, it's like it's a weird choice but he doesn't even say he gets fucked up he just more sounds like he moves and distributes and the girls around him are there and then when it's a party we get party vibes but end of the day he's a pimp and a gangster and i'm like this is such a weird verse for this song it changes the whole fucking vibe and then he comes back in and then, let me sorry, by he, I mean, Chief Keef comes back in. And then you get Wiz Khalifa's verse where it's good, but I feel like it's a mild version of Chief Keef. Like, Chief Keef is really out there. And the other two are not really partying to that degree. Like, I feel like I'm at the Wiz Khalifa party, but I'm not invited or I, sh- I would not go to the Chief Keef party. But, like, I'm already in the, the Wiz Khalifa kind of parties. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're just different parties and it's interesting to see these three things put together. But this song feels like a rich producer engineered some shit and, like, wanted to see something happen or, like, a cosign or something. But, like... Mm. Like this is gonna get this gets a lot of partial listens on Spotify because once Fifty comes on, the song gets kind of like whatever. I already heard what I needed to hear. I'm good. That's how I feel about this one. So I, I don't know four point five because that hook is like stellar. It is one of the best hooks on this project. Anyway, let's talk about KK. Chris, how do you feel about KK? Um, I mean, I really do enjoy the beat. Uh, I I think that that's a lot of where he gets points for me. Um, it's just the beat selection and just the, the the way that there's just live energies and just like there's like this sense of positivity, even though there is like aggressiveness and like the things that he's done are kind of like not the like the happiest shit. It's just you get this like yo we're we're really pushing through we're really breaking barriers we're really just kind of like making our movement and just keep going and we're making money and we're doing what we got to do and inevitably women love me so it's great um but like i don't know some i, I just i kind of feel like there, there there's there's a dip a little bit just like just in like listening did you listen to this at parties chris no 
See, the it's rest what of the project is before. It's that alive. familiarity shit. You don't have memories of some girl that you're trying to fuck while I like is playing. No, well, I, I mean, I have that just with different songs, I guess. Like this, maybe not with this song, but in any case, um, I do like this song, and I and I like that um, it's an ode to his daughter. Like he's well, like, I feel like his daughter's name. Yeah, and I feel like it has to do with the last line. Like I put all, put that on my daughter. Like all of this shit that I said is so uh, real <clears throat> that I'm willing to put that on my daughter, KK. And then yeah, you know, name the song. And that for... just kind of like more solidifies that like realness about him. Uh, I liked it. I mean, it was a four on five. I was just like, this is cool. The beat's really great. Like I really really like the beat, but I just. Felt like we've heard this, so whatever. I mean, I feel like, again, that's what I meant about the live show experience. When you listen to this album and you just let it play, it's one of those experiences where it's, what, 45-ish minutes, so it's not, like, crazy long. You're just going track to track to track. It carries this emotional flow. This song, to me, is, like, refreshing because as much as Young Chop is ridiculous – Breaking up the Young Chop production with something like this more upbeat KE on the track kind of has the same impact as the Mike Will song. It's like more upbeat. It's got this different kind of energy that you're on. Uh, it almost feels happier than some of the other ones. And then you get Chief Keef coming with the same level of energy and shit that he's had on the other songs. He raps in a very comparable way, but it's just he still fits and adjusts his voice and tonality and everything to be proper. The way the ad-libs just get placed perfectly to enhance the song. And plus, I like a lot of the bars. Like, yo, um, pulling up in my foreign, full of ignorance. You peoples is boring. I'm bobbing like I'm Jordan. And I kind of understand the sentiment of what he's saying, you know, like he's out there actually living this intense life. And then all the people kind of talking shit or hating or hell, even look at us commentating on his music all this time later. Like we're all probably kind of boring in comparison to the world that he's from. And Mm. I kind of enjoy that sense of energy because as you elevate in life, I think one of the things a lot of people don't talk about is how boring everything kind of gets a little bit like. You start having extreme experiences in regular life does not feel the same no more. Um, but yeah, and then it's like girls love my daughter. My daughter's balling. <laughs> you know, like everybody. And then it just starts from there. Like this is my life now. We have – and it's the same. Okay, like, it's the same general sense of content. It's not like mm-hmm. any of these bars are super popping out to me. But I could also see myself really having certain lines where you just pop out and start singing them. Like they just are very quotable. And that's something that I find is consistent across this album. Like every song is written in a way where it like could be a single and every song is written in a way where when you're considering the live performance, you're going to see people be able to just latch on a certain lyrics, sing along, and he's going to know which those lines are, do a lot of that interaction shit. And I feel like this was really meant for the performances or for the party environment because playing this shit a to z at a party like you could just put this album on and outside mm-hmm. of maybe 50 cents verse there's not that much that i would want to turn off it's true though nobody wants that verse at a party doesn't sound that good and i like how he keeps shouting out his friends i like how there's a consistency on shit like O block 300 like you're kind of left with what the fuck is all this shit and if you don't know you don't know and if you learn you figure out that there's a lot of complexity to some of the things that get said out here where it's like 
it's not really my culture or understanding of what's going on. I don't come from that world, so I try not to speak on it. But man, he really be out there in environments that are super complex with socio-political realities that are beyond the average middle-class person's understanding. And I feel like he manages to incorporate that into his music in an interesting way. On top of that, he's like, yo, I don't pay for sex. She be, I be coming in her mouth and she not getting my money. And your girlfriend want me and she can only suck me. I'm like, I'm not even fucking your girlfriend. She's only allowed fellatio. It's like, man, this guy's got like this whole ass set of rules and this crazy life that he's living. Like just imagine being 17, walking into a room and everybody's girl wants you because, yo, you're, everybody's probably young where you're at too, right? It's not like he'd be hanging out with like 50-year-olds. I mean, but that also speaks to like how like... <clears throat> It also speaks a little bit to how older mentality he is, like, than, I guess, some other people around his age at that time and how, like, he he moves like a G. He moves like a boss. It's kind of like he was probably tapped into some, like, OGs at the time who, like, kind of taught him certain ways on how to really be, like, a man and how to handle certain situations, especially if you live this life. Like, he he clearly doesn't, like... I guess being rich will attract a lot more adults to you. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't know, man, like this whole song's a vibe. It's hard to describe it with other words. You're either going to like it or you're not. And if you've liked the rest of this Mm -hmm. project, I don't see why you wouldn't like KK, but, um, I could also see how it wasn't chosen as a single. It's not a bad song by any means. On the other hand, I don't know about the next track. That one was a a really hard one for me to get into. I think I gave KK like give it a 4.35. It was less memorable, Mm -hmm. but it was still very good. But the next mm. one is laughing to the bank. Think this about... is a bop. What? Bro. Okay. Yo, hold up. Hold up. So, like, this is basically, in my opinion, in Chris Chrome's opinion, Chief's Keefs, Chief Keefs rendition of fucking 50s to the bank. Like, this is literally what that is to me. Because he goes, I'm laughing to the bank with this. Ha, 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 ha. On, like, the 51. And this is what I feel this is, is he's literally just having fun and he's like kind of paying homage to that in some sort of way. Dude, this is wild. The way he just like, you can get, you you see the picture of him like, ha, 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 ha. And it's like sarcastic in a way, but it's also really fucking funny because it's like, he's just, this is what he probably does is he's just, he's genuinely laughing to the bank with like happiness and his friends and they're making jokes or whatever. But the fact that he does it in this comedic, like sarcastic way where it's like, I, I couldn't give less of a shit to tell you the truth. Like, I'm I just think going he's like, it's like my money. I bet like there was a conversation, like what's the worst song we could make or like the most obnoxious shit. Cause we're rich Bro, now, right? No, like, this is not, no, no, no this, this is, is not the worst. Yo, the way he raps on it, bro. I smoke la la la. No, no, that part's good. But that hook, bro, high, high, high. that hook is so like, like one of them things where I'm like, okay, like I get it at like a sonic level how it's sticky and shit. And I actually nah, like the nah. art on it because it really, there, I've never seen a man so blatantly disregard anything and just be like fuck all of you i can just but like that's why it's so cool to me like to me like like i part of me is like you gotta actually try like like you all have to try i can just be like ha 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 and i'm not saying it's a poorly delivered ha 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 it's really sticky right but it's also like obnoxious 
Cause I like just, I feel like he he like really kind of just was chilling with his homies and like this is kind of how when they're like they're like whatever really high or just enjoying life and shit and this is kind of how they like they talk to each other sometimes like just on some like yo we're just being weird type shit and this is just our lingo like like they're just having but it's fun. also okay. felt like here's what it is man it's in that first verse i'm from old block bitch that's my block i be whack ha, and the ha. way he says I, my block like the way he just said that's my block but that's like, the it. way he said i feel like so he fire. wanted to write this whack song that was mm. just fire because this is a whack song that's kind of fire because it's so skilled. It is fire. There is no kind of drop the kind. I don't know. I'm I'm not sold entirely <laughs> on this yet. I mean, like I get it, but I'm not sold on it. Like, it's 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 like clever. It's very like it's almost like a mm. like a mm. meme. This song feels like a meme, a flexing meme. Like, and it's just so because like it feels bigger than the song, right? It feels like. I'm so good. I can do this. You can't make a song like this. Like you can't right. just be like going ba 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 bye bye bye. Like you can't do that. But Chief Keef can do that. Right. Like there's a right. degree right. of like I don't know. Like it took me a second because yo I, the first time I heard this I did not like it. The fourth time I heard it I still did not like it. Now I'm like I get it. I think I'm too old. I just think I'm too old for this, <laughs> like a little bit, right? Like, this feels like some shit where, like, if I was 17, I would be like all over it. But I'm just not. Bro, this that is hype. No this is hype. Like, I'm not saying that this. I'm like, hot. I may go back to this for or the next. Or maybe like I'm not faded or something, and I have to drink. Maybe I'm not rich. Maybe I have to go laugh to the bank or something. Because yo, the rapping is really skilled. Like, don't get me wrong. The way he hits this flow, it's so standout. It's actually well done. He maintains the thing the whole way through, but it's mad repetitive. In a way, I, don't know. That, like, I really like it. it does it? To I like death. it. I can, like I like it. I don't know if I like the beat as much. The beat feels like it's laughing at the you. The beat's okay. The, beat the beat's okay. Feels like it's I laughing do. at you too. <laughs> Which, on a creative note, is actually kind of it's kind of cool. I, I I like this. I really just felt like they were just chilling out, having a good time, and I feel like sometimes this is maybe how they like joke with each other and like just kind of make fun of it. And I felt like there's this. Honestly, this felt like a sense of hip hop where it was like, we're really just doing it for the love of music. Like, we're just doing it for the fun. We're being creative. There wasn't really like, like, I'm not trying to spit a whole complex message or something. It's just like enjoyment. I gave this like a 4.8 or some shit. Where, where is it? I mean, fair. Like, again, 4.7. I feel like his energy matches what he's been doing. It's really stand out. Like, it's very distinct. It's a song I'm not going to forget. I just don't know if I enjoy it. I respect the art of it. So it's like a 4.2 because it's really well made. I just don't know if I like it. Um, That's fine. I liked everything else so far. I pretty much like this project except for <laughs> laughing to the vein. That one was hard for me. But the next one is Diamonds, which are also hard but in a different way. All right, Chris, what do you think about Diamonds? Uh, not really the greatest. Um, mm. I, I, I don't biasness. I don't really care for French Montana. I was literally saying that when I was reviewing this, I was like, yo, the only song I like from French Montana is Ocho Cinco. And that's cause he's got like Bro, one little verse. Let me get a bag of bop. 
I mean, sure. I just, I, I don't really like, I don't know. I've never really been like, oh, French Montana and then whatever. But that's not even it. Just the song itself is just kind of mid a little bit. Like, I just, I don't know. It's like good. It has the same energy. It's, it's, like it's, it is what it course. is. But like, yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't really into it. Like, I just wasn't really vibing that much to it. I was like, the beat's okay. I feel like we've had better beats so far. Um, just the 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 verses are dope. I guess I don't know. It was like a four, it was a four on five. Like, it's not bad. It's just there on the project fits with the project. Yeah. I definitely think, like, unlike most of the songs, this song relies extremely heavily on that chorus, which is a good chorus because I like his flow on it like that. I swear my diamonds are so blind and please don't look on my wrist. Like, again, shit you want to say. It's got a vibe to it. It's got this melody to it. He's taking your girl. He's got his pockets on swell. He's ready to go. Is it novel information? Absolutely not. We have definitely covered the subject matter by this point on this project, but I like the way he rides the beat, etc. But then when you get back to the hook by like the third time, it's a long ass hook. And then the verse doesn't bring in that that much different, like to like break it up or to give us like a different flow. So it ends up kind of just being that one flow from Chief Key for pretty much the whole track, which unlike the other ones didn't necessarily stick as well it does feel a little bit more mid but it, it isn't bad like if it came on at a party i would just start talking to whoever whereas some other songs would be like okay and then it start turning up again when like the next song came on so this would be like it's just like a break from turning up you know a little chill mm. french montana's versus i it fits the song he flows well but again everything about this whole song doesn't really have a lot of standout super hooky shit like the deliveries all feel like like you're kind of fucked up already and nobody's trying as hard to like be as flary you're just like whatever this is what it is like it's a great groove but i don't know the energy doesn't feel like as intense or as powerful as some of the other tracks the beats i i'm not thinking it's bad it's just i don't know it just feels like a more filler song compared to some of the other ones um, I give it a four. It's enjoyable, but I kind of agree with you, Chris. It's feeling a little mid. But at the same time, maybe if I had diamonds that were blinding and I was having girls, if I could take your girl with a wink, maybe, maybe I would feel like this was my favorite jam and shit. I'm pretty sure I can't take your girl with a wink, though. So it's a different reality for me. But yeah, that's about it. I don't want to dwell on this one much longer. Let's talk about Ballin. All right, Chris, do you enjoy Ballin? <clears throat> I like the intro to this. Like, I like how in the in the interview that this is taken from, it kind of feels like he's still he's being real with what he's saying and like how people and like how his kind of like his siblings like kind of thought they were better than him and stuff. But there also feels this like humbleness to it like he doesn't want to like put them down and stuff like he's just being honest in a way like he's not kind of brag on his family he's just telling it what it is so i thought that that was cool um but then like the song just kind of follows through and just kind of gives us the same the same that we've been getting i do like the chorus just bad but just keep calling 
I swear this money keep falling or however, I don't want to butcher it, but like, I like how he kind of jumps on that. And I like how he flows with that. That was really cool. The ad libs throughout this song do stand out. Um, and it was dope. I really like, and only because I have one, but I rock with the whole rocket in my pink dolphin because I have a pink dolphin shirt. So like, yes, pink dolphin, they're dope. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the rest of it to me was just like, this is this is just another like Chief Keef song. Like you're going to like it or you're not. Um, I wouldn't turn it off. Definitely would not turn it off. I, I'd keep it going like within the project. Uh, but yeah, it's just like a four on five to me. Like it just kind of, does what it does i like this one um the intro adds like a, a funness to it because it kind of reminds you of where he's at in life and how it's still shit like him and his sister are competing to be the one to be rich and some regular family stuff that gets mixed into it and then it just kicks into the beat and leaky leak is a funny name i'm just gonna say i enjoy that name but it kicks in and i really think this entire song is built around him going, Kazambalin. And just that part of the song is what it is. He brings it back in the verse to great success. It does that. He has like a different flow to like chop it up uh, uh, to differentiate it from the chorus, but he just keeps bringing it back. Like, I don't even know this bitch no more because I'm balling. And one of the things I wanted to comment on that I forgot that I like that he does is that rush shit. Like, he kind of does a lot of syllables quickly in the first half and. It doesn't necessarily follow a conventional in the pocket type flow. Not to say it's not like in its own pocket, but like it doesn't really matter about being matching up flawlessly and shit. It's more like he's going to adjust his speed and cadence and just make it all flow so perfectly where it is kind of hard to do a chief key flow because when you read it off a of paper, there's a lot of syllables that like, how the hell did he make that shit work? But he's just able to in the way that he adjusts the flow and kind of comes in a bit early or a bit late or just kind of rocks it all with the right kind of energy. <coughs> Either way, like, I just think this song kind of is another flex, another successful track where he is enjoying the fruits of his labor over an airy beat and he just does his thing. There's not that much more to it, but feels not necessarily mid but just above mid but not quite good like it's in the realms of above average but like i feel like there's some real standout songs on this album and this just kind of again has a bit of a filler-esque feel like if you really like it or you may feel like it stands out but i i would be surprised if everyone was saying this was the best song it just doesn't have the same edge of the other ones it's more smooth and it's nice and it feels like it carries the the album along but yeah i like the ad libs the ad libs are the best part of this track i think um anyway i give it a 4.35 it's it's definitely enjoyable um the next one on the project is understand me chris how do you feel about this one i love jeezy i'm never dissatisfied when jeezy's on a track um but I'm still kind of left with just like, I do understand you. I understand that you are flexing hard, coming with money, and you're doing what it is you're doing, and you're just balling out. Um, it, it, it. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not like tired of it, but I'm also just not like getting that. Yo, that, Chris, that, you quite literally have in stories you've told me spoken to partners of a certain variety in your life with a 
that bitch shit she don't understand me kind of mentality. I feel like weirdly, this is one of those songs that most closely hits to your home. I just, I didn't really kind of take it that way. I just kind of took it as like, understand me. This is what I want to do. I didn't take it as like a girl not understanding me. I thought it that was more like y'all say, need to understand she, me. I'm just saying it's more like being on that grind mentality and like, yo, you mm. all need to understand that if you deal with me, this is what it is. I don't think people fully understand me. And like when you're focused like that or you're on that grind like that, sometimes people want to be in your periphery and they don't really understand what it means to be so they think you're cold or uncalculated or that, they, that you don't understand them or whatever but it's like nah end of the day this is what it is fixated kind of shit and i felt like that kind of energy coming from it and so I it's like laying it clear that. like this is what it is yo mm. i i can see how you get that i don't know i just i just kind of just felt like this is just another like understand what I'm trying to do type shit. And it was cool. It was cool. Uh, again, I like Jeezy's verse. That was also dope. I didn't really feel like anything really stood out. I just enjoy listening to a Jeezy verse. Just always liked it. Uh, but this landed out of like another four for me. I mean, I enjoyed this one more than some of the other ones. Like to me, this one felt like, oh, cool, we're late album and it's picking me up because that hook is nice. The ad lib kind of complements it a lot. Overall, I feel like the beat is also really cool. Like it's more on that upbeat energy, makes me kind of want to move again. And the last few, I wasn't feeling like I wanted to move. So that definitely impacted my overall experience. Um, I don't think that from like a, a, content perspective he's adding a lot to the table at this point but it's also not really that kind of project so it really is the way the ad libs are hitting the way he's coming with the energy it feels back like there's a level of disregard again and i find that when chief key brings that disregard on this project it, it is more enjoyable then jeezy comes in references i don't like is like the first part of it which i thought that was a cool cosign a cool way to kind of move it all forward and Mm -hmm. I don't know. From that point on, his verse just kind of did feel, in, in a sense, standard. It felt like this one was more to make the labels happy, to like put the feature on it. Like Some of these cosine verses kind of always feel like lesser songs, but at the same time, it's enjoyable. Like I don't feel like I was sad listening to it, but when you listen to the chemistry between Lil Reese and Chief Keef compared to like Jeezy and Chief Keef, I don't really feel like they're on the same wave, per se. Like, they're on different energies. However, it's a good song. I'll give it a 4.25, the beat, everything. Like, if it came on, I wouldn't skip it. But I feel like a lot of the bangers on this project have been knocked out at this point. And now we're just kind of padding things out more from, like, a, a, a quality perspective not or an innovation perspective because, like, the quality's all there. But I don't know that like it has the same kind of banger-esque feel like some of that earlier shit we were getting. I don't know if that fully makes sense. But either way. I feel you. Uh, the next one on this is 300, the album version. All right, Chris. Fire. How do you feel about fire. this one? Absolute fire except for the Rick Ross verse. I, just, I like the Rick Ross verse. It's not bad. I just, it, 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 I don't know, man. Rick Ross is really like a hit or miss. It's like, I'm either going to really like his verse or I'm really not going to like Yo, his it verse. Is and it's weird like that, that it's all these like really shit. older guys on these tracks with this young dude. Not like they found some like 21 year olds to roll with him, you know? 
which I also think that like gives more of that solidification to who he is and how big he really is at this age and who he I can actually connect with kinda, and yeah. shit. Um, roughly. Um, but like this is this to me is cool because it's like he's kind of letting you know, like, don't fuck with my young people. Don't really mess with the people who are in my group because they are my family. They are people who I make sure they're protected and shit. And that's kind of how I took this. It's got a heavier beat. It's super hard. I really, I really like this is like anthemic to a, a whole other level from what we've been getting. And I'm like really feeling this. This was really, really great. Um, I like how he's offbeat. Like he kind of when the first verse comes in, he kind of like lets it start and then he just comes off beat, kind of just doing whatever the fuck he wants, but also using like the ad libs to kind of keep him on beat as well, which I thought was super dope. Um, lyrically, I mean, it's all pretty much the same shit. Um, but like, it, yeah, I really, really do like this. I, I brought me back and kind of revitalized me with this project. And I was like, oh, shit, like dope, dope, dope. And then the Rick Ross verse hit and I was just like, okay. All right, it is what it is. But I did give this a 4.5 on 5. I thought it was fucking nice. Yeah, it's got a whole vibe to it. Like, the way Chief Keef <clears throat> comes through does feel very anthemic on this one. It feels like we're back on that. We're really caring about the live performance and how this is going to translate. Like, you feel like you want to get up and bop around the room and just kind of roll with it. Um, it's also, like you feel boss with these bars like you know he's got his whole squad of youngins around him they'd be out there fucking making moves um he like references being like 100 but then also 300s with that's his like bigger squad so it kind of ties into that world he's got the you know the whole action going on but he's pulling up in an audi and you're pulling up in a honda so his life is there your life is in a different place the verse is a bunch of flexing but he's on this like slower more again blatant disregard shit where i feel like i really enjoy the way he delivers his lines i enjoy the pauses and the way the ad-libs have a chance to breathe i like the chantiness and the just the overall bigness of the beat um and rick ross does feel kind of weird just in the sense that it's like it feels like uncle uncle rick ross came on the track and like Yo, he's yeah. out there cooling with his youngest, and the very first thing Rick Ross says is, my dog died, they put him in a plastic bag. And it's a bit of a vibe killer. However, it does bring in that, I guess, realness to Rick Ross, so it's very heavy content. And then immediately, we're about that all black, which makes sense, because I guess if we're going to funerals and shit, or I guess retaliating or whatever. So miss me with your battle raps. And I guess people were making fun of Rick Ross and raps or something, so... I like the way Rick Ross delivers every one of these lines, but it, it again feels kind of like 50 Cent's verse where it's a little weird on the song, right? Like, maybe I'm just misrep misunderstanding it, but I really enjoyed Rick Ross's here. Like, I just felt like he also has no fucking regard in his delivery and has this blatant don't give a fucking shit attitude and just saying what he got to say and the pauses and the way he just places everything is fucking perfect. And I'm like, yeah, no, this really fits. Like they're kind of doing the same thing, but differently in a way that really vibe together. So I feel like this track just flowed nicely. And that's why it's like easy to give us something like a 4.5. Cause if this came on, it's maybe not as high energy as some of the other one. 
in terms of tempo and speed, but it still manages to deliver a feeling of that same kind of energy, but in a more subdued and controlled way. And I really like that feel. Anyway, shout out Rick Ross. Even if Chris don't like your verse, you got this. You were better than 50. Next one is Finally Rich. All right, Chris, how do you feel about this final song on the project, Finally Rich? I thought the spoken intro was cute. I thought, like, just the way, um, well, according to Genius, it's like his little brother or something. Uh, or his little boy, whatever. Uh, I just thought that was cool. Like, this this pure sense of, like, happiness and accomplishment of, like, seeing, you know, somebody you look up to or whatever has, like, made it. And, like, being able to showcase that to the world, it's like it's not just a celebration for chief Keith himself. It's a celebration for everyone else who looks up to him and who follows him within what he's doing, what like he's been saying on the project. And I thought that that was really, really nice. The rest of it. I mean, I was just like, yeah, you're finally rich. You finally made it. And, and you're going to keep working. You're going to keep doing what you're going to do. It was a nice closer uh, in terms of like the story when you're going through like the different experiences and the different things he's done to kind of made it to this point. Um, but I like how he's like in verse two, I'd be flexing with my big bros, Reese, Money, and Frito. And it's like, he's kind of bringing that like, yo, these are the guys that have been down with me from the beginning. This is my squad. This is my people. And like, how else are you supposed to be like flexing if you're not with your like homeboy homeboys, you know, like your close, close people. So I thought that was cool too. Um, but like, it, 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 it kind of just suits his purpose. He's finally rich and he's kind of celebrating it. And I thought it was dope. I gave it a 4.2 on five. I really like this song. I feel like as far as a closer goes, it kind of has the ultimate like celebratory shit on it. Like we've gone through a lot of his life, his attitude, you get a sense of the environment, the world he's in, how he feels about things. Well, in, a, in the sense of, I guess, women and uh, enjoying the wealth of being young and having no regard to a lot of such. But then you get to this part where it's just like, I guess he's out of jail He's kind of in a situation where he has this opportunity to go do it all properly because he's finally rich. And despite that, ain't anything going to change. They're all still going to be real with all their stuff, but it's elevated. He's able to get the better cars and whatnot. And just every time he just drops that bitch, I'm finally rich. And he just brings it back in. Like, there's this sense of, like, we've worked so fucking hard to get here. We've done so much. And it's like, finally, after everything, we're rich. We are actually the ones. You and I are not the same. People might be following us. People might be like copying us. I'm grateful for all of you, my fans. I think that's the line that really sells it. And I love all my fans. Without y'all, I wouldn't get far. That line right there sells the songs. Because it's like, as much as he's able to celebrate the spoils of his success, he also recognizes who helped him get to that point and how music allows him to have this level of, of wealth in his life and how much of a blessing it is and you know he describes the different people in his life and and how in spite of that he has to make money for his family and the people around him and his kid because this is the world he's in so he has to get rich just to get the people around him to a safer place in life which he's done and he really accomplished that goal and he, he like fucking to this day like he still makes music like to this day he's still putting out projects and I mean, he's 26, so he probably got a whole lot, a lot of life left in terms of being able to pull off some crazy shit. But um, the next verse is cool because he kind of flexes how he's making money now. 
And the idea of getting 20000 for a show and to get 10000 to do eight bars, like, that's serious shit. Like, his value so high at this point that he's able to just live off of the music. And he's just so grateful to the people around him. And, you know, now women want him. And now everything's kind of different. He's, that's, what, that's what this song kind of conveys, the sense of everything's different now because we're rich, even though things aren't going to change. But it kind of is changed. I really enjoy that. I like the overall beat too. The beat just has this super celebratory tone to it that just makes you feel like you're happy for Chief Keef. Like everybody's happy for him. I'm happy for him. And this song is one of the better ones on the project. They give it like a 4.6 on 5. I really enjoyed it. I feel like it made me smile listening to it for the first time. Um, and yeah, I guess that's the that's the project. So, Chris, what do you think about the original release of Finally Rich by Chief Keef? Um, I like it. I mean, I think it would have been a different review if I would have, like, kind of got into it younger and had all those, like, different moments and shit. Um, but coming into it, like, the whole project is the first time. There's parts of it that I'm like, I like this. This is cool. And then there's parts of it where I'm just like... I'm not there no more. So maybe I'm just like, ah, it is what it is. Uh, but I think this is cool. I think like if you're going to go and like go check out Chief Keith, this wouldn't be a bad album to start with. This has everything you need to kind of like get his story, even though it's like by this point, he's no longer like in the gutter type shit. Like he's finally rich, of course, but you still kind of get that sense of storytelling and that sense of just like yo look at where i look at what i've gone through to get to being finally rich so i overall give the project like a 4.5 on 5 yeah I like, I like this album actually like it's a, what it, i would not have liked it back in the day but listening to it now i can appreciate the way he raps and how good he is i can see what he's doing with his flow in a lot of technical capacities where he really just fucks with syllable counts and things in a way where he just makes stuff work that shouldn't work but it has a lot to do with the raw passionate expressiveness of his flow um i like the beats i think young chop and him really just work well together but even the ones that weren't by young chop flowed properly on this project and it creates this cohesive experience where you go through this journey of getting to kind of know Chief Keef in a more pop sense. I'm sure that everybody coming from the world of, of like following his mixtapes, et cetera, would have been there. But from like a debut studio thing, like just coming into it, you're given like a lot to attach into the mentality and I guess the the wave that is Chief Keef. Like you might not know a lot about the person that he is, but you totally understand what he represents and the kind of lifestyle that he lives. And it's like almost anthemically proud of that. And he conveys that super eloquently. And I really appreciated that. And when it finally culminates to finally rich, it just uh, just feels proper. And it feels like you're given like the right completion to this project. I'm still not like fully sure why French Montana and 50 Cent be there. But um I guess at the time it would have made sense. Like French Montana was super popping at that point, but it feels like sonically it's what it is, but maybe there just wasn't a lot of people that matched his energy at that point that could have, like, I don't know. I'm super curious. Y'all can let us know in the comments if you happen to have stuff about it. Um, anyway, that's all I got to say about that. Um, so I appreciate y'all that watched it, especially those on the live. 
twitch.tv slash behind that suit if you want to watch it with us and see the music and well hear the music otherwise like comment subscribe etc let us know what you think totally appreciate y'all being here we'll definitely be back again with another review typically day sundays at 12 p.m est so on that note everybody love y'all being here and live long and prosper Bye. Bye.